well as in this series. And that is to become more confident in how to pray and uh, to value prayer in a deeper way in our lives and, and to have greater faith that, that God hears and answers prayer. And the title of this series comes from a passage of Scripture that we find in 1 Thessalonians uh, chapter 5. And, and this is our memory verse for the series. Uh, so we won't read it every week, but let's start this series by reading it together this morning. First uh, Thessalonians 5, 16 and 18. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. First Thessalonians 5, 16 and 18. God answers prayer. He does. Prayer changes things, and it's his will for us in Christ Jesus that that we pray. And he invites us uh, not only to pray, but to pray a lot, right? Continually, without ceasing. And the good news is the Bible has a lot to say about prayer, and many examples of people who prayed effectively that we can learn from. So we're going to, over the next several weeks, be going deeper and learning more about prayer and how to pray and why to pray. Uh, today we're going to talk about the combination of prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting. And this is the first Sunday of Lent, and Lent is that 40 days leading up to Easter. And over the years of church history, it's been associated with as a time of of sacrifice and self-denial. It's a time set apart to deny yourself in order to seek more of God, more of his power, his direction, uh, his purpose and plan for your life and for the church. And um, this practice comes from Scripture. We see Jesus right at the very beginning of his ministry, led by the Holy Spirit, into the wilderness to fast and to pray for 40 days. So that's where the, the 40 days comes from. And fasting was important in Jesus' life, and, and he assumes that his followers are going to fast as well. But it's, it's something that may seem mysterious or strange to us. Uh, it involves sacrifice. It involves self-denial. It's difficult to say no to ourselves in order to say yes to God. And some of you may be thinking this morning, well, I'm not really that interested in that. It sounds strange. But the fact of the matter is that it's something you're already doing, okay? The spiritual giant that I am, I fasted last night from the time I went to bed until I got up this morning and had a banana on the way to church, all right? You can see the peel out on the corner of M78 and Church Road out there, but... And you uh, probably, unless you ate all the way through the night, fasted last night too, until you decided to get up this morning and break fast and have some breakfast. That's where that comes from. You're breaking your fast. And so you're already fasting. Uh, you've had practice at it. But what I'm talking about this morning is a, is a spiritual fast, um, something over a longer period of time, some, uh, something more extended where you notice that what you're fasting from is missing, and you're doing it intentionally for a spiritual purpose. All right, so here's the definition that's consistent with what we find in Scripture. You won't find this in Scripture, but this is what, um, how it would be defined. 
refining, refraining from food for a spiritual purpose. Uh, abstaining and not eating food for a spiritual purpose. The, the Hebrew word for uh, fast uh, means to cover the mouth. So you're not putting things in your mouth. And the Greek word means to abstain. So you're, you're not eating food for a spiritual purpose. And fasting is abstaining from food for a period of time in order to focus on God and his purposes. So we're going to talk in a minute about why you'd want to do that. Um, but first I want to go over and make sure that everybody understands the basics of the different types of fast that we find in the Bible. And, and this sermon's a lot of uh, teaching, all right? So get out your pencils, get ready. Um, but it's, it's so important because I, I think that some of you, if you're not fasting, you're missing out on uh, a spiritual discipline that really can take your faith and your, your spiritual life to a, a different uh, level. So the first type of fast is an absolute or full fast. And, um, you know, if you did a Google search or whatever for absolute fast, you know, things will come up or full fast or whatever. But if you go to a concordance, you won't find absolute fast in the, in the Bible. But this is described in the Bible as we see different people fasting. Uh, this is what it looks like. So an absolute fast is when you go for a period of time with no food and no water. No liquids of any kind. And obviously, uh, you can't fast in this way for very long, right? Because physically, we can't go without water for, for very long. Uh, but we see the Apostle Paul. He has this encounter with Jesus on the Damascus Road. He's blinded from that encounter. He goes into Damascus, and he uh, fasts for three days with no food and no water. It was an absolute fast. Of, you know, He didn't eat or drink anything for three days. And, and, of course, this type of fast, fast needs some planning, right? You, you need to plan on doing this when you're not going to be very physically active because uh, it takes a lot of energy. Uh, and this type of fast can be harmful to your health if you do it for more than two or three days. Okay, so but that's one kind of fast. Then the second type of fast is what's called a, a normal or a regular fast. And a regular fast means refraining from eating food, but drinking water or some kind of fruit juice. Uh, and it might be over a period of, of time that you would do this. And um, a double cheeseburger and french fries with ketchup in a blender does not count as a drink, okay? <laughs> it's a liquid, liquid uh, fast. And when Jesus fasted in the desert... It says that at the end of the 40 days, he was hungry. It doesn't say he was thirsty. So this was very likely the kind of fast that Jesus observed in that 40 days. Then the third type of fast is a partial fast. This is um, the most popular. Um, and this type of fast generally refers to omitting, like uh, skip, you're going to skip breakfast or breakfast and lunch and then eat uh, at supper. So it's a part of a day. Or um, you do that, maybe I'm going to skip breakfast and lunch every day for a week or something, extended, extended uh, period of time. Has anybody heard of the Daniel Fast? It's kind of popular uh, right now. And that's a partial fast. It's found in Daniel 10, 2, and 3, where it says, When this vision came to me, I, Daniel, had been in mourning for three whole weeks, all that time I had eaten no rich food, no meat or wine crossed my lips. I used no fragrant lotions until those three weeks had passed. 
And in another place, Daniel talks about fasting for 10 days and eating just uh, vegetables during that time. So that's what would be a partial fast. And there's quite a bit of flexibility in a partial fast. Uh, uh, like every fast, it's something between you and God that you need to, you know, okay, God, this is what I want to do. This is what I think will honor you. And so you may decide to fast uh, for a certain period of time, a certain number of meals or whatever. Or like Daniel, you may decide to select some kind of food that you're going to abstain from eating. And this is very, you know, we're used to this at Lent, right? I'm giving up chocolate for Lent or I'm giving up sweets for Lent. That's a partial fast where you're uh, selecting one kind of food uh, or a variety of kinds, like maybe you're just going to eat vegetables or something, and, and that'll be your fast. So um, those are the three basic types of fasting. And, you know, God's glorified when you fast, and fasting can be a powerful way to see more of God's activity in your life. But Jesus said that there's also some wrong motives for fasting. So I want to go over those uh, fairly quickly this morning. The first is um, fasting is not for personal glory or any other selfish motive. Jesus said that if we fast just to be seen by others as fasting, then uh, that's all the reward you'll get. And he's very critical of the religious leaders because they would, you know, they would not wash their hair and they would just try to look as uh, spiritual as they could and just to get noticed and, you know, people would say what a spiritual person they are. And he says that's all of the reward that they'll get. And then the second uh, reason that we are wrong motive is uh, fasting is not a spiritual way to lose weight or remain healthy. If you fast for any length of time, you're going to lose weight, right? But abstaining from food to lose weight is not a fast. It's a diet. <laughs> okay, so it's, there's a difference. And uh, while there are some health benefits or can be some health benefits to diet, dieting, uh, to fasting, especially if like you're just eating vegetables or something, uh, that's not the motive for a fast. Uh, our motive for a fast is spiritual. And then the third wrong motive is um, fasting is not a way to manipulate God. God can't be like forced into something. I'm fasting, so now you have to do what I'm asking of you. And in the books of, book of Acts, we find this story where the Jewish religious leaders were angry with Paul. Uh, he was proclaiming Jesus Christ as risen, and, and so they wanted, uh, wanted him dead. And so they joined in a pact uh, to fast until uh, Paul was dead. Uh, we read it in Acts 23:12. The next morning, a group of Jews got together, bound themselves with an oath not to eat or drink until they had killed Paul. But, you know, God is not a, like a robot that you can manipulate in that way, and their plan didn't work. Paul was uh, moved to another city. He escaped, and... I've often wondered how long they kept that, you know, uh, packed or whatever, how many of them actually uh, went without food until Paul was dead because he was alive several years after that. So um, there are wrong motives for fasting, but fasting is a powerful way to experience God's activity in our life. So how do we fast? What's the proper way? And so in your message notes, we're going to look at uh, five purposes for fasting. Uh, five purposes that honor God. And the first is it enables you to focus on God. 
when we fast, we are more focused on God. And that's really the primary purpose for fasting. It's uh, saying to God, I want more of you and less of me. Right? We deny ourselves to seek more of him. And, and I really like this quote uh, from Jensen Franklin. He's kind of the, uh, I don't know what you, it's not a guru, but, you know, the authority on fasting. Um, he says, we fast in this life because we believe in the life to come. We don't have to get it all here and now because we have a promise that we will have it all in the coming age. We fast from what we can see and taste because we have tasted and seen the goodness of the invisible and infinite God. And we are desperately hungry for more of the bread of life. It's a great quote, great description. And, you know, fasting isn't easy. Our our bodies crave satisfaction. It wants nourishment. And when we hunger, that hunger is supposed to mean is supposed to remind us of our hunger for God, and and the emptiness that's ours without God. And frequently, you know, I hear people who are fasting, and and they'll say, "I must be doing it wrong because I'm I'm really hungry, you know, and I'm I'm really bad at this." But that's actually the point of fasting. You will get hungry, and that's when you turn your thoughts and your prayers to God. And whether it's a total fast or a partial fast, you know, you're giving up chocolate for Lent, um, this is a way that we turn our attention more fully to God. Because every time you notice that craving for that something that's missing, then instead of, you know, feeding the hunger, uh, you go to God and you focus on Him. And, and this is so important to get. And the purpose of a fast isn't to be miserable and, you know, to have this growling stomach because somehow that pleases God that you're in pain. That is not it at all. The purpose is to seek God above everything else. So when you fast, you use the time that you would normally use to eat to seek God, to read scripture, to pray. Uh, You know, it's not, okay, I'm not eating breakfast, I'll check my emails and then, you know, that kind of stuff. You waste your fast if you do that. Uh, and, and the same at lunch. If you have an hour for your lunch, you spend that praying and, and studying scripture rather than going to the water cooler or whatever and, and gossiping. It, you seek God. And um, so we don't want to waste a fast. You know, you're going hungry, and it's supposed to lead you to have more time with God, and it robs the effectiveness of it if you don't do that. So as you seek God through your fast, You'll also see, number two, that it increases the effectiveness of your prayers. Fasting plus prayer is powerful. And we see examples of this throughout the scripture. Uh, One of the best known probably is uh, the book of Esther. Uh, The Jewish people were facing annihilation. And a plot had been hatched that... uh, would cause the whole whole nation to be destroyed. But at that time, um, they were in captivity in Persia, and uh, the queen of Persia was a Jewish woman named Esther. And she was the only Jewish person that really had any contact or access to the king. She could speak up for her people, but there was going to be a risk in doing that. No one was allowed to go before the king um, without being summoned. 
And so she called for a fast. She asked the whole nation of uh, Israel to fast for three days um, before she went and presented herself to the king. Because if he didn't hold up his scepter, she could either be exiled or, or killed. And the fast that she called for was an absolute fast. No food, no water for three days. The whole uh, nation of the Jews. And God honored their fast, and Esther was used to deliver her people from being destroyed. Jesus said that God sees when we fast, and that he will reward um, us when we do that. Matthew 6, 17, 18, we read, But when you fast, comb your hair and wash your face, then no one will notice that you're fasting except your Father, who knows what you do in private, and your Father, who sees everything, will reward you. Uh, fasting can open the door to see more of God's activity in your life, to see God bless you, rescue you in a variety of ways. He promises to reward you. And it's you know not a magical wand. He doesn't necessarily reward you in the exact way that you're, you're praying, but there'll be some outcome that's God's outcome in that. And um, so then the third purpose for fasting is that it heightens your ability to recognize God's direction and guidance. And this is something, if you need wisdom, if you've got something going on in your life right now, you're just not sure what to do, uh, how, what kind, some kind of a decision that needs to be made or something, uh, it's, it's always good to take some time to fast and to pray about it. It, it really, God, you're able to hear God better when you're fasting and, and praying. And we find an example of this in Second Chronicles 20, 1 through 30. Uh, in this particular story, there were three nations that were coming against the nation of Judah, and, and things looked bleak. It, there was no way they were going to get out of this. And so uh, the king called for a fast. He, he invited everybody to, to fast and to pray, and they went before God and asked him what they should do. And, and this is actually one of my favorite scriptures comes from this story. It's from Second Chronicles twenty twelve. It says, we do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. I think that's just such a great passage to memorize and a prayer to pray. You know, God, I don't know what to do, but my eyes are on you. I'm, I'm looking to you. I need your help. I need your, your guidance. And God heard their prayer and their fast, and he gave people direction. Uh, it was actually through a choir member, so there you go. But... Uh, uh, God helped them to know what to do, and he'll help you if you seek him, if you go to him. And, and then the fourth purpose of fasting, fasting can bring deliverance from bondage. And we talked about temptation a couple of weeks ago. We all have those areas where we send, tend to slip up and, and things. And if you've got something that's like an addiction or a habit that you can't break, um, fasting is a great way to kind of more, less of you and, and more of God in your life. And in Scripture we see that people who really were repenting and turning from their sin and seeking deliverance and rescue, uh, those are the times that we see um, people turning to fasting and to praying. So a good occasion to fast is when there's some kind of, of deep need in your life where you're not sufficient for it and you need God's help. And then finally... Um, the fifth reason for fasting, 
Fasting gets you ready for God's answer to your prayer. God invites us to pray and to fast, and, and, and he invites us to pray for anything. And Jesus said, anything you ask in my name will be given. And, and he says, we can pray for anything. So we should pray bold prayers, and we should pray with faith, and, and pray trusting God. But when we're fasting and praying, then that fast in, in that fast, somehow God supernaturally transforms um, our heart in, to the place that we can get, at, when we get to the end, to the answer for that prayer, uh, we're able to either rejoice or celebrate uh, and give God thanksgiving or to accept and to understand and to continue to trust God that he's going to work that out somehow for our good. And I want you to... Uh, go ahead and pull out your connection card this morning. We're going to look at uh, the ways to respond to this message, and then I want to talk to you about the back of your message notes today. Uh, first way that you could respond is to memorize the memory verse from 1 Thessalonians 5:16 to 18. And then the second one says, I'm going to fast during Lent, and you can choose how many days or what kind of fast, a partial or a full or whatever. But... Um, I want to have you look at the back of your message notes where it says fasting covenant. Fasting is a spiritual commitment. So it's good to, to know what kind of a commitment you're making and, and to be clear in your own mind what it is that you're fasting from and why you're doing it and those kinds of things. So um, I created this uh, for you to be able to write down and have it in writing so you it's clear in your mind what you're, what you're doing. So it says there, my cause or reason for fasting. So maybe your reason for fasting is you, you want to draw closer to God during Lent. Or maybe you're struggling with something in, that you need help with or you need direction. Um, or you want to pray for someone else. And what I, what I would like you to do um, as a church, like us to do as a church, I'm inviting you to pray for Linda Busick and um, for, Ran, uh, for Mike Moon. They're both right now fighting for their lives. They're, um, and they need our prayers right now. Uh, so this is a good time to fast, right? And um, as a church, to come before God and ask for a miracle. So I would ask you to write that in there. But then you all know other people, you know, Carmen and others that, that are in your families that you want to pray for, other situations that you want to pray for. So go ahead and write those in too. Then there's a start and end date. And um, then the type of fast. Or, you know, Get it clear in your mind, what are you doing? I'm, I'm fasting from Monday, uh, Sunday night to Monday night or whatever. And I fast on Mondays. I'm going to be fasting for Linda and Mike during that time if anybody wants to fast on Mondays with me. But I know you all have different work schedules, so uh, whatever there. And then who will I ask to fast with me, if anyone? I'm asking all of you. You may have other people you want to, to fast with you uh, for other things. All right, so that's kind of like a covenant, a fasting covenant. And then the last uh, response there is, I'm going to abstain from something other than food during Lent to make more time for God and his word. Maybe you don't spend a lot of time eating anyway. And, you know, for you it would be like give up social media or something like that. 
uh, in order to seek God in a more full way. Let's pray. Lord, um, we do need you. We seek you. We, we hunger for you. We need your righteousness. We need your help in our lives. We need your direction and guidance, your power. We, we thank you, God, that you love us like you do and you showed it through your son, Jesus, and that gives us confidence to know that, that you hear and answer our prayers, that, that you want to um, answer the prayers that we're praying, the prayers of our heart. And I ask God for each person here today, uh, things come to mind as I was uh, speaking that uh, are on their hearts, that, that you would see those things and that as they go from here, Lord, that you would speak to them about if you want them to fast and what kind of fast and so that they're moving with your spirit uh, into what you want for them. Thank you, God, for being with us during this time. And we offer ourselves as we go from here for your glory and purposes. In Jesus' name, amen.